Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of EPSN, and I'm your host, Emily Paulson. It's been about two weeks, I would say, since our last episode together, and I'm super excited to talk today because there's so much happening in the sports world. But let's give a little context to what I've been up to this past couple of weeks. So I'm at school right now, only about a month into school, not even, month about being on campus, and we're in our fall season right now for softball, and we've gotten the opportunity to play Seattle U and University of Washington in the last two weeks. And both of those weekends were super, super fun. We ended up winning one against Seattle U and losing the other, but great first weekend of games against someone else who's not ourselves. <laughs> and then last weekend, this past weekend, we got to play against UW at their amazing stadium, great facility. I know I'm not a Husky fan by any means, but their stadium is super nice, facility's great. It was actually their alumni weekend, so I fangirled a little bit over Taryn Alvello being there and Sis Bates. I actually made Taryn Alvello's Instagram story, and I liked it. It it was a highlight of my weekend, <laughs> but very, very fun. We had a team potluck. Everyone's family showed up. I got to meet some people's parents and siblings who I hadn't gotten the chance to yet. It was just all around great weekend. On this past Sunday as well, after the UW games, I got the opportunity to spend the night in Seattle with my teammate Joey, and her and I got to go to a student athlete advisory committee called SAC uh, retreat in Seattle at Seattle Pacific University. Super fun. I got to meet all the other representatives from the other schools in the GNAC like St. Martin's, Central, Simon Fraser, and it was just super cool opportunity. I learned a lot about the other schools and what their SAC committees are doing and I can't wait to get to implement them into my own school and really get that going. Turning to the academic side of things, school has been going good. I enjoy all my classes. It is week four of school, so tests are starting to roll around, um, more work, but I love being back on campus and being able to go to class in person. I've made some friends and just a really good school year. Where to start, though, in the sports world? The sports world has so much going on. It is my favorite time of year basketball, preseason basketball, college football, NFL, postseason baseball, start of hockey season, you name it. October gives you everything you could want from the sports world. But I'm going to start with college football because you guys know and I know I love college football. We've learned a lot through six weeks of play, about halfway through, but a lot still to learn about teams. I want to start west of the Mississippi first in the Pac-12. I know I have a bias, Pac-12, Oregon, living on the West Coast my whole life, but I don't care. I don't care. There's four teams in the Pac-12 that really stand out to me in the sense that they are making things interesting in the top 25 heading into week seven this weekend. And those teams are number seven, USC, number 11, UCLA, 12, Oregon, and number 20, Utah. UCLA and Oregon both have buys this weekend, and USC plays at Utah this weekend. 
And that game, the nightcap on Saturday, please go watch it if you can. It It's going to be a great matchup and really see how well the Pac-12 is playing and how good they really are. But to focus on these teams, USC is by far the favorite to make the college football playoff for the Pac-12 as they are ranked. They're the only team ranked in the top 10. And everyone loves... Lincoln Riley and what he's done and I think there is some favoritism there just because of having Lincoln Riley as their coach now but you know it's great for the Pac-12 great publicity but UCLA and Utah will be tough competition for USC in the South Division that division compared to the North is really stacked I mean UCLA Utah and USC all in the same and Oregon's alone in the North with Wazoo and Cal and Oregon State and UW, but USC is definitely the front runner for making the college football playoff. I do think Oregon has an easier road to the Pac-12 championship and possibly getting to the college football playoff than USC, UCLA, or Utah because Oregon's playing both UCLA and and Utah at home this year and don't have to play USC until the Pac-12 championship game if they make it to the championship game. Oregon actually plays UCLA next week, week 8, October 22nd at home, 12.30 start time. So both these teams have buys going into that game next week. And I think both teams are really going to prepare. Chip Kelly going back to Autzen Stadium. He knows the lay of the land there. But that game will be one to watch next weekend. I believe right now whoever wins the Pac-12 championship in Vegas goes to the college football playoff. I, I really believe that a Pac-12 team makes it to the college football playoff this year, whether that be USC, UCLA, Oregon, or Utah. At this point, being a fan of the Pac-12, you really just want to root and vote for anyone to make the college football playoffs since the Pac-12 doesn't have a great history of making the Pac-12 or making the college football playoff and it would really be nice to see a team from the west side of the United States to make that college football playoff and really show what the west is all about and I think the Pac-12 has a great opportunity and chance of that this year. Moving on to the Big 12, a little bit east of the Pac-12, what's up with Oklahoma? I mean, they got shut out this past week by Texas 49-0 in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl Stadium. 49-0. That, I'm just saying, is so embarrassing. You didn't even score any points. And I know you're going to be like, Emily, Oregon lost to Georgia that bad. We scored three points at least on a field goal. They didn't even score any. So, and Georgia's better than Texas. All I'm saying, but going back to this game, I was shocked. I thought this game was going to be good. I thought it was going to be close. I thought Oklahoma might beat Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. But Texas showed up and balled out. Texas had lost four straight games to OU before Saturday's win. So I know this is huge for Longhorn Nation, huge for Steve Sarkeesian and his coaching resume. And I feel like this game makes it clear that the Big 12 is up for grabs. It's anyone's 
time to win and anyone's chance to win the conference. My top picks right now are Kansas State, shout out Willie the Wildcat. Every year Kansas State somehow has a decent team. Even if they don't make the Big 12 championship, they always have a decently good team and they always upset at least one other team in their conference that they're not supposed to win. So Kansas State, I think, has a really good chance. Oklahoma State and TCU, those are my top three. I'd throw Baylor in there as well, and Texas too, since they're coming off that massive victory against Oklahoma. But Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and TCU are my top favorites right now. And we might just see a ranked matchup between Kansas and Kansas State. That would be unheard of. I mean, I know this is way, way looking into the future. It's the last game for both these teams in the year, so it's not until Thanksgiving. But that that's a true possibility this year, and I don't think that's ever been the case. Kansas hasn't even beaten Kansas State since 2008, so I know this game's in the future, but it's already kind of intriguing to me and probably other fans out there. Moving to the ACC, I think this weekend has some good games in that conference, and Syracuse can prove themselves to be a real contender this weekend against NC State. NC State just came off a tough loss against Clemson, but I think Syracuse is really good. I don't I don't know if I want to say really good. I know Cameron's shout out Cameron, but I think if I say that they're really good, they might just lose by a lot this weekend to NC State. They're good. They're a good team. Decent team. Syracuse is actually favored by three and a half points for any sports betters out there. And this will be their toughest competition so far. But I do have faith that the Orange can win this week against NC State because it is a home game. But I think Syracuse can really make their presence known in the Big 12 this weekend. But I also think NC State will really want to come out strong after losing to Clemson this past week. And I hope, Cameron, that you're going to this game this weekend Please take photos and please send them to me. Maybe I'll even post some on the Instagram at EPSN Podcast. Instagram at EPSN Podcast. Post some photos on there of the game, people at games. If anyone goes to any games that they have some cool photos from, send them my way, DM me them. I will post them and can't wait to see everyone's photos of them at games. I think that'd be really cool. So, since it is week seven this coming weekend, there is some great, great games to watch. And I mean, I'm almost kind of happy Oregon doesn't have a game, so I don't have to just watch them. There's so many ranked matchups because we're full into conference play now. And this weekend, I think, really eliminates some teams from the college football playoff. And it will also level up some teams who... You're thinking, oh, are they really that good? And I think they can make their presence known this weekend. I want to start out first with number 10 Penn State at number 5 Michigan. This game's at 9 a.m. on Fox, and Michigan's favored by 6.5. I think the loser is automatically out of the college football playoff picture if, and only if, Ohio State stays undefeated, which at this point, I really think they will because 
they're really good. So I think the loser is probably out. So that's a big game. The next one is number 19, Kansas at Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma's not ranked, and they just came off a huge loss. But one of the things that was intriguing about this game to me, it's at 9 a.m. on ESPN2 Saturday, but Oklahoma's favored by 7.5, and and I thought that was crazy. I really thought Kansas would be favored. I think it's really only because it's at Oklahoma this game. But I think Kansas has something to prove after losing a tough battle against TCU last week. I think they really want to come out there and show like, hey, it wasn't a fluke that we started off undefeated and we can play with anyone in the Big 12. So I highly recommend watching that game. The next one where college game day is Saturday in Knoxville, number three, Alabama at 6 Tennessee. 12.30 p.m. on CBS, Alabama's only favored by seven and a half. This game is intriguing, too, because it's a basically top-five matchup, and all the pressure is on Alabama. Bryce Young is still questionable for this game with that sprained shoulder, didn't play last week, and I think Tennessee has nothing to lose, so they can go guns a-blazing out there, and they'll make their presence known, I think. I think this will be a really, really close game going back and forth. I still think Alabama comes on top, especially if Bryce Young ends up playing. But if Bryce Young is out again and backup quarterback has to play, I think Tennessee has a good shot at winning this game. The next game I would love to watch this weekend is number 8 Oklahoma State at number 13 TCU. Talked about these teams as contenders, my top picks in the Big 12 for winning them. Whoever wins this game, I think jumps ahead of Kansas State and takes over as lead possession of who is probably going to win the Big 12 conference this year. This game's at 12.30 on ABC. TCU is favored by three and a half. I really think this is only because they're playing at home. And I think the Horn Frogs will be surprising to some people this weekend. They're coming off a good win against a Kansas team that people feel very differently about some people think they're really good some people think it's just a fluke so i think tcu can really make their presence known and show how good they really are this weekend against oklahoma state but i know mike gundy head coach of oklahoma state is really going to put all his eggs into this game because i know that this game is really big for the cowboys and they're going to come out and show what TCU they're made of. So I think this will be a very close one, and I actually think Oklahoma State comes up on top and wins as the underdog. Two more games for people to watch this weekend. Number 15, NC State at 18, Syracuse. I already talked about this game, but it's 12.30 on ACC Network. Syracuse is favored by 3.5, and I think the Orange can stay undefeated and win this game this weekend. The only thing about them is that I hope they don't overlook NC State and look to next week because they play at Clemson on the 22nd and week 8. So that's the only thing that's a little scary to me about Syracuse, but I think they will really stay focused on this game and go win a close battle. The last game I want people to watch is the nightcap USC at Utah, 5 p.m. on Fox. Utah's favored by 3.5 only because they're home in Salt Lake. But I was surprised that they were favored 
I, it's only being at home, but this will show how good Pac-12 teams are. And if you're on the East Coast, I highly recommend watching this game. Usually, people there and in the South cannot watch Pac-12 night games because they're at start at 7.30, which is 10.30 Eastern time. So the fact that this game's at 5 p.m. prime time on Fox and it's only 8 p.m. on East Coast, please watch this game even if you're not a Pac-12 fan. I think it will be good game and it will show who's number one right now in the South Division and maybe in the Pac-12 Conference. Moving away from football and into postseason baseball. This is one of the greatest times. It's when people actually start caring about baseball in the U.S. and people people actually watch it. And I don't blame them. They're way more entertaining games. Best of three, best of five. You know the deal. Wildcard games were played this past week. And the Mariners, man. I got to stay on the West Coast. Mariner fans, it's crazy up here at school even. I saw people wearing Mariner gear all week, especially yesterday. And... It's so cool to see them. They ended the longest playoff drought in all of pro sports. They they hadn't been to made the playoffs in so long. They won in dramatic fashion against the Blue Jays to make the divisional rounds, clinching a win 10 to 9. It was only the third time in history a team came back from a 7-run deficit in a postseason, but it was the first time ever on the road, which I thought was crazy. And who else would do that except for the Mariners? I'm excited to see them in their divisional matchup against Houston. I know this has already started. Lost a tough one yesterday, but I'll get to that a little bit later. The other wild card game was that the Padres really ruined the Mets' 100-win season, and now they're playing the Dodgers in the divisional round. I just, the Mets really, really bombed that one. They should have definitely won, but there's always next year, right? (laughs) So as I was saying, divisional games started yesterday. One of the games, the first game of the day, was Atlanta Braves playing against the Phillies, defending champs. I thought the Braves were going to beat the Phillies in a sweep, and and like not even close. I I did not have any faith in the Phillies because I even thought the Cardinals were going to beat them in the wild card matchup. So after yesterday seeing them win 7-6 to six, the Phillies, I don't know how I feel about this series anymore. I mean, the Braves did come back and try to make it a close matchup, but still lost 7-6. to six. I'm excited for today's game as they play today and this series because all of a sudden it is very exciting to me. I do think the Braves will end up getting it together and winning the series. But when an underdog takes that game one, especially on the road, it gives them so much momentum into the rest of the series. So I think this is anyone's game. The other, well, all the divisional games started yesterday. But the next one I'm going to talk about is the Mariners at the Astros. The cheaters. Every Mariner fan took a shot to the heart yesterday in a 8-7 to seven loss against the Astros on a walk-off home run. I was at practice yesterday when we were watching the game, and we thought they were going to win. And then as we were warming up, boom, stake to the heart of 
a walk-off home run being hit against them. I still think Seattle could pull off this upset, though. They have a lot of momentum behind them and have been very hot as of recent playing anyone, really, and their hitting has been great. I think the way that the Mariners end up winning this series, if their pitching staff can really come together and slow the Astros' offense down, is 8-7, high-scoring game. The Mariners win the lead for the whole game. And I think the Mariners, especially when they go back home for a game in this series, will win that for sure. They always play better on the road against the Astros. They're actually, before yesterday's game, they were 7-12 and 12 against the Astros, and specifically 3-7 and seven at Minute Maid Park. So I think them going back home will be great. They need to steal one tomorrow against the Astros. So once they go back home, it will be a tied series. They play again tomorrow at 12.37 Pacific Time on TBS, so tune in. The next one hits home. The Yankees versus the Cleveland Guardians. This could be the Yankees' year. Yankees won the first game yesterday, 4-1, to and Garrett Cole pitched great. He needed to. He should. He gets paid so much money, and that's what he's there to do. And he came through yesterday and gave the Yankees what they needed. Judge playing at MVP status. Pitching staff has been strong near the regular end of the regular season. Stands healthy. Torres is playing good. I'm excited to watch the next game tomorrow. The last time, just to give a little history and background, the last time these teams played each other in a postseason was the 2020 wildcard round where the Yankees swept the best of three game series. But before yesterday's game, the teams are historically tied 11 and 11 in playoff games when facing each other. So this is the Yankees chance to take the historic lead in postseason games against the Guardians. And I think if the Yankees pitching can keep the Guardians to three runs or less, I think they win the series. And that was the case yesterday, won 4-1. to one. They play again tomorrow on TBS at 4.37 Pacific time. I will be tuning into that game, and I can't wait to watch the Yankees play. And I know I'm going to get some backlash because people think I'm just on the Yankees bandwagon, but I promise you I'm not. I've grown up being a Yankees fan my whole life, and so is my dad. And I have a Judge jersey, so it's not fake. The last divisional round series is the rival of Southern California, Dodgers, Dodgers, Padres. You guys watched the game yesterday, or I'm hoping that people who listen to this maybe watch the game. And the Padres, definitely the underdog. And for good reason. They have no Tatis and relying heavily on Manny Machado and Juan Soto. But I think this series could be a lot closer than people think, even though the Dodgers definitely have more talent behind them, and just better overall players. And yesterday, that came to be. It was 5-3 game. Pretty close overall. But I think if the Padres don't win tonight, they will get swept. So the Dodgers are definitely better, and I think the Dodgers will definitely win. But I think these are better games than what people think. And tune in tonight for that game. Enough about baseball, because I know some people don't care about that. They're only in a football mindset. So we're going to turn back to football. And 
let's talk about my NFL hot takes I had in my last episode. And we're going to update them to see how I still feel about them. If I still believe in them, they were completely wrong. Or if I have a little hope in them still. My first NFL hot take from the previous episode was that the Bengals won't make the playoffs. And I still feel confident in saying this. They dropped to 2-3 and three after a tough loss against the Ravens. And if they keep giving away close games like this, they will not make the playoffs. And I'm begging you, Bengals. I know it's hard to throw to Jamar Chase because he gets double teamed. But use him to your advantage, Joe Burrow. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. And he gets hardly no yards per game. So I think if they start finding ways to use him more, they will definitely score some more points and will start taking some wins. They do play at the Saints this weekend. um, And if they definitely drop that game, I don't think they make the playoffs. But this is a hot take that I still feel pretty comfortable in. My second hot take was that Detroit is going to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I love the Lions. They're third in points per game scored this season so far. Third behind the Bills and Chiefs. So they're not a bad offense. They just got embarrassed this past weekend against Bill Belichick and the Patriots and losing 29-0. They went for him fourth and one on the first possession of the game. And if you know Bill Belichick and the Patriots, he's going to take major offense to that. And I really think that's what set it off. So I think the Lions could still possibly make the playoffs. I know they're 1-4. and four. And they may not look like they're going to make the playoffs, but I still have faith in them. Especially if Dan Campbell and the coaching staff can start making some better decisions and they go on a little win streak, a little run, I think they can win. And great news for... The Lions, they could be getting DeAndre Swift back after their bye this weekend. So they have a very early bye in week six. And I think that they can win against Dallas, who they will play on the 23rd of October for their next game. And reports are that DeAndre Swift will be able to play, which will be great for this offense as they are relying solely on Jared Goff right now. So... Keep your eye out for Detroit. Shout out Total. He actually sent me a great article on the Lions this past week, so I appreciate it. Third hot take that I had. Aaron Rodgers will miss the playoffs for the fourth time in his career. I still feel pretty good about this one. I know Green Bay Packers fans are going to be like, oh, they're going to pull through. We're going to go on a run. And I know this might happen. The Packers somehow usually always end up making the playoffs for some reason, and I never understand. But they lost to the Giants in London this past week, 27-22. to And there's not much flow between Rodgers and his receivers right now. He's got to find a way to get in touch with his receivers and find that connection, that bond. You can just see that there's no chemistry, no trust in any of them. He doesn't have his one guy that he relies on like he used to with Devontae Adams, who's now for the Raiders. So that needs to step up. And I also think their defense needs to step up if they want to make the playoffs. They 
are relying heavily on their defense this year. And going into the year, everyone thought they had a great defense. I think they've kind of underperformed a little bit. So I think if they step up in both those departments, offense and defensive side, I know it's a lot. Uh, they don't have much time before it's kind of crunch time if you're going to make the playoffs or not. So I still feel pretty good about this hot take that they're going to miss the playoffs. My last hot take that I had, I didn't feel super confident about when I did it, and I definitely don't feel confident about it now, was that Jimmy G is going to have an MVP-type season. This this hot take was just not good. It, it was not good. <laughs> I laugh when I think about it now. It was a long shot, and I just don't feel like it can be justified in any way. I, I know they won last week, and he played decent, but I just don't feel confident about this. It might... It might turn around. I don't know. But there's definitely guys who are having way more MVP-type seasons like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and people like that. So Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to beat out any of those guys. So this is a long-shot one. It was kind of one that I came up with just on a spot because Trey Lance got hurt. So that was a fun one, and we tried it out. And now we know he's not MVP-type status. So, but... The 49ers are actually, I think, moving in the right direction, and hopefully they can win again this weekend because I know Kent Wagner, if you're listening to this out there, he's a big San Francisco fan, so hopefully your 49ers can get on a roll. That is all I have for today's episode of EPSN. I want to do some quick shout-outs, though. If you watch Monday Night Football this week and are Raider fans, If you watched Monday Night Football this past week and are a Raider fan, I feel for your Raider Nation. You've had a tough start to the season. You've lost four games now by six or fewer points. And that's like a stab to the heart, kind of like the Mariners lost the other day. And I feel like the Raiders will turn around. They have a bye this weekend. I think they can turn around. And really just get back out there and start playing good. They just need their defense to step up at the end of the game and for their offense to just make a little bit more magic happen. I don't even think they're playing that bad. It's really just that they make these costly mistakes and make some dumb decision-making along the way in the game that these other teams who are better on paper than them don't. And I think that's what it comes down to. So shout out to Raider fans for sticking with them. And it's tough being a Raiders fan. That's what my dad has always taught me. So being a Raider fan, there's lots of ups and downs. And hopefully soon you'll be on the upward trend. My other quick shout out before we wrap up this episode is it's the best time of the year, sports fans. What I mentioned in the beginning, postseason baseball, football, preseason basketball, golf start of end of start of hockey season i am just excited to watch some sports in these next couple of weeks at the end of october early november and you should too i encourage you to watch some teams you never would especially if your team has a bye this weekend i'm talking to you duck fans and go out there and enjoy a great weekend Hopefully everyone's still experiencing some great weather in this fall and October. I know here in the West Coast we're having some great weather that we've never had really before in the fall. And I encourage you to go out there and get some sunshine and watch some sports this weekend.
I'll talk to you next time, sports fans. And this is another episode of EPSN.